good morning, good morning. And if that's if you're listening in the morning, if you're not listening in the morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That is a Truman Show reference. Um, We're off the rails already. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, if you're interested in a newsletter about consumer trends and who knows what else, it'll be awesome though. Uh, Go to makingthebrand.co, add your email address so we can send you stuff once a month uh, if it's interesting. Um, I'm just sort of testing interest right now. It would be hugely appreciated. I we had a great interview this week with Kyle Hoff, the founder, co-founder and CEO of Floyd Furniture. Um, or I guess he corrected me. It's just called Floyd. They're just going simple, minimal, beautiful, just like their furniture. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, based out of Detroit, enjoy. Love you all. Bye. I think we learned that from from doing Kickstarter. You know, you have this kind of like platform where. There's this open forum. People can can call you out if you're you know not delivering on your promise. Welcome everybody to the Making the Brand podcast. My name is Billy Draper. I work in early stage venture capital, and on this show we're going to be talking about brands. We'll talk to founders and leaders of growing consumer companies that are finding ways to stand out, differentiate, and delight their customers. On today's show, we have Kyle Hoff, co-founder and CEO of Floyd. He teaches us about the direct-to-consumer furniture industry. So today on the show, we have a very special guest. We have Kyle Hoff, the co-founder and CEO of Floyd Design. Kyle, thank you so much for coming on. Awesome to be here. Um, quick, just a quick thing. Uh, we just go by Floyd. Sorry. Floyd, that, <laughs> is is I, that cool? I was just going to ask you because I've seen Floyd. <laughs> I've, I've seen Floyd design. I've seen Floyd Detroit. And let's just go Floyd. And, you know, we started as the Floyd leg many years ago. So, yeah, drop in more there. <laughs> yeah, drop drop the the. Yes, we dropped the the in the leg. Um, but yes, Floyd. Okay, Floyd. What uh, to start out? What is Floyd? So Floyd, um, we're a direct-to-consumer furniture company um, based in Detroit. You know, we started online, so we're we're digitally native, um, but we focus on you know going deep on one product per category. So you you know you come into Floyd for the bed frame, for the sofa, launching a bookshelf soon, table, and and we like to be very very methodical and and thoughtful about you know each product of of the home. And how did you get into the furniture business? Yeah, so it actually started with with the leg mentioned earlier. Um, you know, we had lived in a number of places. You know, this maybe goes back about eight eight or so years ago, and uh, lived in, in you know Ann Arbor, then the Bay Area, then Chicago. Um, probably a, a similar story to many people. I uh, you know bought my fair share of IKEA products. Um, you know, moved moved a number of mom beds, lack tables. I was a mom uh, guy. Yeah. I was a mom guy yeah. for sure. I, I I think I uh, I I have a a mom bed that I moved three times, and I I feel like that has to be as close to the record of number mom mom moves. Oh, for sure. Um, kept all the parts. I actually have a, a Tupperware container of of mom parts still from 
from a, a bed I moved during an internship, but uh, that's a whole other story. I, yeah, so, you know, just lived, was living in Chicago and, and just like frustrated with, with that experience and, and the amount of furniture I was throwing away. I had, I had Craigslist roommates who, you know, I had a eight month sublet and, you know, they were, you know, one was particularly interesting. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to be here for, for a while. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to, to do that, you know, same trip to Ikea in the suburbs and come back with, you know, product that I ultimately toss and, um, you know, from that, from the kind of moment, I, you know, started to really think about, you know, products or furniture pieces that could be more, you know, adaptable. Um, and, and that's kind of the first product stemmed from that. And it was just set of table legs that could, you know, you find a flat surface and, and create a table, um, had it, you know, designed it. I, I'd studied architecture, um, previous, um, in, well, in college and, uh, you know, designed it, had it manufactured after calling like at least a dozen different manufacturers to get it built and it had the first set, um, you know, produced, uh, didn't really do much with it at that point, but, you know, fast forward about six months, I had, uh, quit my job in Chicago, had a friend starting a, a business in, in Detroit and moved here to help him launch it. Um, I met, um, who's my, my co-founder now, Alex. And, uh, and, you know, we really came together around this idea of furniture and disposability of furniture. And yeah, at that moment really set out to kind of, kind of test and see how you could build a, a furniture model for how people are thinking about products today. And, and, um, you know, ultimately launched with a, uh, a Kickstarter. And how much did you raise on the Kickstarter? Was it just for the legs? Yes. Yeah, so it was just for the legs. So, which is, it's funny, the product we still have on our site and, uh, it's a very like, you know, obviously a very simple product. Um, but we wanted to, yeah, we wanted to test and see if, you know, there was, you know, kind of this same pain point out there with other people. And, um, you know, we had a hunch that people were frustrated with, with kind of Ikea furniture and, and, you know, there wasn't a way to really purchase furniture online. This was, you know, five and a half years ago. Um, I guess there was like Wayfair and a couple other things, but not necessarily like unique furniture that could, could ship to your door. And, and so we want to see, yeah, if this was like, was this a, a pain point for more people? And, uh, and, and really, you know, like didn't want to launch, you know, you know, a product without having really tested the market. So, so we put it on Kickstarter, kind of told the story. Our goal was to, um, to raise $18,000. We, uh, raised uh, a little over a quarter million and, and that was, yeah, really kind of like the first orders, um, you know, just to get the ball rolling and like scale the supply chain. And, and, and I think, you know, at that moment gave us a ton of insight into like what people were looking for in furniture. And, you know, a couple months after that, you know, went from the Floyd leg to, to Floyd and, and, and really started working on larger furniture products. And how did you come up with the name Floyd? Yeah. So Floyd, Floyd is my, my father, grandfather, great grandfather's first name. Um, oh, wow. there, yeah, <laughs> actually, and it's funny. None of them actually go by Floyd or went by Floyd. Um, they were all steel workers in, in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, but we, you know, kind of landed on the name Floyd because uh, it, uh, you know, one the leg was kind of like this F shape, but but um, it, you know, it's a it's kind of like a, a friendly, approachable name, and that's something we like to you know think about with our products. Is you know, we're really trying to think about well, like great design, quality products that um that are approachable and, and, you know, the name Floyd's just, it's kind of goofy and kind of endearing. And, uh, and I think it's worked well in that sense. 
Yeah, it, 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 Floyd almost sounds like it could be a furniture set at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not the intent, but it's like the uh, flurg and the malm. It uh, doesn't have enough of a Scandinavian flair. Yeah, <laughs> the OYD combined sort of does, but I, I really like the name. And it's very, it, it's, it's sort of um, easy to say, easy to remember, unique. You know, that's all you can really ask for for a consumer company name. So I think it, it really works and it suits you. It sounds, um, are, are more of your customers, uh, what, what's your demographic like? Is it, does it skew male or female? So it's about actually 50-50. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting, like our, our, you know, I mean, maybe it's not that interesting or surprising, but, you know, our core, our core markets are like New York, uh, San Francisco, L.A., um, you know, mostly, you know, you know, dense urban areas make up our, our, our customer. And, um, and, you know, I think, um, you know, when we kind of set out to build this company, it was, you know, really about building products. And, and that's what the, the leg was. The leg was kind of this idea that you could, you know, buy the, buy a set of four legs, live in a small apartment in New York, create something that was, you know, adaptable to that space. And then when you went to move, pack them up, throw them in a bag and, and go to your next home. And I think, you know, while we're not like maybe that sort of DIY now, um, you know, that DNA of, you know, still exists within the products. It's, it's about, products that are, you know, simple to assemble, very, you know, like durable, you know, don't have connections that break down over time. So, it, so it's easy to, you know, take it apart and, and move and move to your next apartment or, you know, or just like ultimately keep it, you know, our bed frame is, is, uh, you know, 13 parts where a mom bed is like close to, I think 110 or, or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was a tough day in college setting up the mom. I, I do remember that. Is there a, how, how do you think about the, so you started with the legs and then you went, was your first sort of full sized piece of furniture, the bed? Yeah, the bed frame. And, and so and, when, when you come up oh, with ahead. a new, yeah, yeah. When you come up with a new piece of furniture, you said a lot of it, it, a lot of what goes into it is the intention and thinking through structurally, thinking through simplicity, thinking through style. How do you decide on the next piece of furniture, what it'll be? And then how do you decide how to design that piece of furniture? Yeah, I think we, you know, we tackle the pieces that people really ask for. And I think, um, you know, I think we're definitely a, you know, customer, um, you know, driven company. I, I think we learned that from, from doing Kickstarter, you know, you have this kind of like platform where there's this open form. People can, can call you out if you're, you know, not delivering on your promise. Um, and I think that, um, you know, that's been, that's been something that's kind of, we've held, you know, close from, from the get go. But, uh, but yeah, like when it comes to, to which product we want to tackle, I think it's like typically with the biggest pain points. And then, um, and then we'll really, uh, you know, drill down into what our customer wants. Like for instance, with the, you know, the sofa, when we, you know, started to kind of explore the sofa, it was maybe a year and a half ago. And it was, we really spent a lot of time surveying our existing customers. And, you know, we sent a you know, survey out to, I think it was like 10,000 of our customers, asked them what they were looking for in a sofa. Like it was about a 20 question survey. We had like over 1,200 responses in, in a you know 48 hour period, um, and I think like just just understanding how people use the product was is like first and foremost, and I think that um that you know like helps us kind of you know strip back what a sofa is, think about it a little differently, and then um 
and then you build in the constraints of being able to, 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 to package it and ship it, to being able to think about assembly. And I think that ultimately leads us to a very unique, um, I think what we consider a modern product that, you know, that addresses how people are living today, what their needs are. Um, and, and it is like an aesthetic that's simple and can fit into any, any space or home. I mean, the design process itself can, can sometimes, you know, take a year, it can take three months. It depends on, um, you know, how, how the product develops. But I, but I think ultimately like with each product we launch, it's, it's about really like kind of, you know, stripping back to the essence of what it is. Um, you know, thinking about the needs of the customer, thinking about how people are using the product and how they can keep using the product so it doesn't end up in a landfill. Um, and I think that, you know, brings out something very, you know, different. I think if you think about the bed frame, um, you know, we really wanted to, you know, create a very simple product that was durable and could be disassembled, as I mentioned earlier, but also like, you know, make it modular. You could buy, you know, two panels of it now as a twin, you can add on to in the future, you know, another panel to make it a queen and then another panel to make it a king. Um, thinking about that product's like lifetime with the customer is is really important that it encourages them to keep it versus, um, you know, if, if you have no reason to keep it or you don't appreciate it or it isn't, isn't like worthwhile, it's just going to be something else that um, ends up on the curb uh, come moving day. Do you make it all in Detroit? No. So, I mean, we... Design, everything's designed kind of in our R&D lab in Detroit, but uh, our products are produced all, you know, all across the U.S. Um, you know, we get some raw materials from outside the U.S., um, you know, based on what, you know, we're trying to achieve with the design. But, yeah, like our wood products are are made in sort of the, you know, southeast. Um, you know, we have some our cushions and, and um, you know, some sofa materials come from Tennessee. So it's, you know, a process that takes place all over the U.S., but we like to keep the you know, supply chain, um, you know, fairly regional so that one, um, you know, we can build really close relationships with our manufacturers, but also then I think it allows us to be nimble if we need to adapt the product. Um, you know, the inventory is not sitting on, on the ocean for, you know, six to eight weeks, but, um, but we're able to quickly adapt if, if we do, you know, have customer input or feedback. And how do you like uh, Detroit as a startup city? Yeah, I mean, I think Detroit's great. I think, you know, we started here five years ago and, and I think, you know, it has such a, you know, deep history of innovation. I mean, a ton of industry has obviously, you know, grown in this city and there's so much history around that and the culture, whether, you know, it also music and, and food. It's it just, uh, it's just a, you know, very, you know, vibrant, um, I think, innovative city in that way. Uh, you know, and for us, it's like when we were developing products, I think we found that it was really important to, to one, be part of a, you know, like there's this manufacturing infrastructure that was here that we could could tap into. Um, but also, you know, Michigan, and this probably isn't, you know, always known about Michigan, but it has a really deep um, history in, in furniture production. Um, you know, you're in the state alone, there's Herman Miller, Steelcase, Hayworth, Lazy Boy, so some of your biggest players in, in the furniture industry are located um, in the state and in some of the best, you know, most influential furniture designers of the uh, 20th century are, you know, practiced here, or lived here, whether it be the, you know, Charles and Ray Eames or, um, or you know, Noel or, uh, you know, George Nelson. It, you know, it's has a very, you know, deep history in, in furniture design, which I think we 
we really you know appreciate and, and look to in our own products. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, um, you know, about um, you know, twenty minutes from our office, there's uh, uh, it's a it's it's a school called uh, Cranbrook, and uh, Cranbrook, and, and you can look it up. It's it's you know, eight, eight mile Eminem references Cranbrook. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, he said uh, it's in the final battle. You went to I mean, Cranbrook. That's a private school. It was. Uh, yes. I'm. I'm almost sure I'm not making that up. But yes, I think you're, you you're definitely Cran- not Cranbrook. making that. Yes. Okay. That's great. So you, you know, and and but it's uh, they have a um, like a master's art program there that um that you know like yeah the, the Eames worked out of Florence Knoll you know like the Saarinen's like so it has like a, a a deep you know deep history of um furniture design and that, and I think like we you know like. I mean, you look at Charles and Ray Eames, for instance, they're, you know, a huge, huge influence to us because I think their, their products um, were very much about, you know, designing for, you know, the time and, and the needs of the customer. If you like, if you look at a, uh, you know, a shell chair, which is like a, a very typical dining chair that you probably have seen a thousand times, it's, um, you know, fiberglass has a either wood or steel base, but you'll see those chairs in, in, in a you know, like in a beautiful home in LA and in a, in a studio in New York and a school, um, they really thought about versatility and that, that chair has like withstood the test of time. And, and I think something else that's great about it is that like, you know, if something breaks on it, it can be replaced. It's, it's just a very thoughtful product. And, um, and I think that's how we like to, yeah, again, think about, you know, our products. Um, and so you were, you mentioned you were funded on Kickstarter initially. Have you, raised outside capital since then yes yeah so we've done a uh you know seed round in a, in a series a as well we raised about 10 million dollars and was that uh in the bay area or across the country so across the country um you know we have um interestingly we have a uh strategic investor in in lazy boy who's about 40 minutes from us uh it's you know really I think an interesting partnership for us. They, uh, they, you know, they were advisors early on and, and just kind of, we went to them and, you know, asked them a lot about, you know, like supply chain and scaling. Um, you know, they found, you know, they were interested in, in Floyd because we're a very different market and, um, you know, hitting a, a different demographic. And, uh, yeah, they, they, um, they came on for a seed round in our series a, um, and, uh, it have been like an, an extremely, um, I think important, investor for us and just the the knowledge they have of making products furniture products specifically for a century um additionally we have you know you know some some funds out of michigan including um, baron gia who's a a fund that's uh in in michigan and london and then uh and then detroit venture partners which is dan gilbert's fund and then and then in new york um a couple couple funds there as well who play in the um D to C space brand, you know, brand foundry, uh, 14 W who's, you know, invested in Glossier and Everlane. Um, so I think, you know, we kind of, as we brought on investors, we've really been proactive about trying to get different vantage points. Um, I think having, you know, somebody at, you know, who you can rely on and lean on that's, you know, has deep experience in, in the space you're in paired with, um, you know, somebody who's working with, you know, companies in different in- industries that, um, are, you know, in the D to C, um, brand space, um, has, you know, has really, you know, I think been, um, you know, important for 
how we grow and think about, um, you know, think about our, our product and brand. I had a, a lazy boy that I loved and cherished uh, through my childhood. So yeah. they, I, ho- I hope they're great partners because they served, uh, they gave me a great product that I was very sad to get rid of, whatever, 12 years later. Yeah, I, uh, my grandparents had, had one, you know, like matching lazy boys. I think that that was, uh, that was definitely a, a thing. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. They make, they make very reliable products. Um, but, you know, just a very, uh, you know, different demographic. Definitely. Um, and where are you having success finding customers? So you started with this initial batch of a few thousand Kickstarter customers, which was probably really, really helpful, uh, you know, in polling for new products, thinking about colors, thinking about styles. Where where have you had success since then? Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've, you know, scaled through like, you know, social like being a presence on Instagram, I think like uh you know, like being able to be a place where customers and, and people can go for it, like ideas or envisioning their space, I think has been something that we've really, you know, tapped into. And, and the community we've created through that, I think does, uh, you know, does lean on Floyd a lot for, for ideas for their, for their home. I think ultimately we want to create a, um, you know, create a, a place, um, you know, we ultimately want to like, you know, excite people or, you know, get people to, to care, you know, more about the things they put in their home. Um, you know, like there's people, and this is kind of going off in tangent from the original question, but I'll, I'll get back. But yeah, yeah. I think no, bring on the people, tangents. God, yeah. Uh, but people live in, you know, like, you know, spend a lot of money on their apartments and, and, and live in, you know, you know, you live in New York and you spend a couple thousand dollars a month on your, your space. And, but what you put in there, is like a a $15 lack table that you end up throwing away. It's, uh, it's kind of, you know, counter to how you should be really thinking about your space. And I think we're really focused on, you know, you know, not only just sharing our own products, but sharing great spaces and and how people can, you know, put, be thoughtful and, and connect with the things in their home. Um, cause yeah, home is like, it's so important. It's like, you know, where you start your day, it's, it's like where you, you, you share meals with your family and your friends and it's where you end your night. And, um, the things we put in there should really have meaning and should 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 feel good and you know we should have it you know care about and and should have you know be part of our who we are. Um, so I think that we've you know getting back to that idea is like we've really pushed and 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 you know attempted to want like go to share you know what we think are great spaces and how people can you know use Floyd products but also other products we really love in, in the in in the home. Um, in, in t- yeah, and in, in just like, you know, create an influence in that way. And, and I think, yeah, so that, you know, Instagram has been, you know, really um, a great point in place for us to share. But also, um, but also, you know, we've, you know, grown our customer base through, through, you know, more you know, traditional digital acquisition and in other channels that we've seen, you know, success at our Pinterest and, and things like that, where, you know, where people are in market looking for furniture products because, um, you know, furniture isn't something people are buying every day or always that familiar with how to buy. Um, so there is there is like a little bit of a you know education process sometimes on how you know how to even buy furniture. And you're buying a bed frame or a sofa once every you know five years. Uh, it's it's it is a little bit of a, a learning process. So we um so yeah, I think it's just kind of getting people when they're when they're in market and 
and when they're, you know, excited. And um, how did you think about price point? So you're not, you know, you're not, the prices aren't aren't sort of on the lower level with with the IKEAs of the world, and they're not up at the, uh, you know, restoration hardwares of the world. They're somewhere in between. How did you think about pricing and approachability? Yeah, I mean, I think from day one we've wanted like the goal has been to to really give people quality, good design at a you know a fair price. Um, and I think that's, you know, you know, offering real birch in, in, in quality materials is something that isn't going to come at an Ikea price point. Um, even, even if you're like at that scale, it's just not, um, it's not attainable because it it's a very, you know, different product, different material. And, and I think we just, we price, you know, based off of what, you know, what it, you know, costs for us to, to build the product. And, uh, and I think we, you know, from, you know, day one of designing a product that is such a big and important part of, of how we how we arrive at the the um kind of end end thing we're putting out there um so it's you know it's it's basically um you know starting from you know we want to be you want to be less than you know high design design within restoration hardware kind of product um and, and make good quality something good that's great quality very thoughtful be attainable for a um for for somebody buying you know moving into their first apartment and and thinking a little bit more about, you know, the long-term, um, you know, life of a product. Does it feel like, you know, you started five and a half years ago. Does it feel like you've pretty much had the wind at your back? It's been a great time to start a DTC business. Uh, it's been a great time to start a furniture business. Uh, things have pretty much been up and to the right in a lot of categories. Were there any days or weeks or months where you were thinking like, oh, this might not work? Oh yeah, it's just been smooth sailing. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, I think like furniture. I think part of the reason, um, you know, it's one of the last probably categories of, you know, the D to C space that's been um, disrupted is it, it's not an easy, uh, easy thing to crack. It's, I think furniture's furniture's tricky, and uh, I think it's you know the products are big you know they're they're only bought once in a while and it, and it takes a lot of thought and if you look at a company like ikea you know they've been building that you know 40 plus billion dollar a year company over you know 60 years um and have thought about like just thought so deeply about every aspect of how people interact with their their products and their brand from you know like from you know their their design of the products and how they fit in a shipping container to how the customer picks them up at a warehouse store to the, to the flow through the, you know, showroom to the meatballs you eat to keep you going, you know, it's, it's super thoughtful. And, and I think if you're going to, you know, be a really strong player in this space, it does take that kind of thought. And, uh, and I think that we've been, you know, as pragmatic as we possibly can about all those things and uh and that takes time it doesn't happen overnight you know like it's not um you know we're not just flying out of the gate with one product that we can you know just hammer home with digital ads till you know we scale to you know 200 million dollars in six months it's it takes you know it takes time and uh and, and a lot of thought for each of these products and and, and making a seamless enjoyable experience around each of them um so, so, so it, no, it's been, it's been like, it has been, you know, it, it is challenging to, to really, you know, remain persistent in, in a space and, um, 
and I, and I think um, and I think like it isn't a space that is going to necessarily be completely disrupted overnight, but it takes it does it does take time, and I think that's why you know we we really do try to be um, you know so um, kind of you know, like pragmatic about the launch of each product and be clear about the products we're launching and why um, because uh, because it is you know it is it is a relatively noisy space and uh, and. And I think to um, to win in the space and to cut through that noise, it's it does take you know some uh, you know being con- concise with the product and the experience. I I had um, uh, Nicole from Claire Paint on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I asked her this also: Are you finding that because people are more nomadic, people are moving at a higher frequency than they would uh, than they have in years past? Is that good for your business? Uh, the the more people move, the more furniture they buy. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting question. I mean, I, I mean that was why we, you know, like one of the strong, re- like one of the reasons we, uh, you know, started this company um, was because you know it was just people are moving more. I I think uh, part of our goal is that people will not dispose of their furniture every time right. they move. Right. Uh, so, so I think, uh, and I think that's you know, like while we look to IKEA, as I mentioned earlier, for a lot of reasons of like, you know, the brand and the and and what they've built as you know a business, but the model relies on people disposing of furniture, and uh, and and I think that's something we're not obviously <laughs> fans of when 10 million tons of furniture are thrown away each year uh, in the U.S. alone. So I think I think there's. Um, yeah, I think there is, more, you know, probably a, a greater, you know, velocity of furniture purchasing because of that. Um, I think we're trying to create products that people will keep in, in spite of that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I do think it contributes to more purchasing. Um, but I, yeah, and, and I imagine that's a trend that will, will will likely continue. But hopefully, the trend of throwing products away isn't one that does. All right. Well, now we'll get into some fun, some fun questions. If you could choose anyone in the world to represent Floyd, you're given uh, whatever a ten million dollar Instagram budget or a thirty second Super Bowl ad. Uh, who would you choose and why? All right. I'm gonna need a minute on that one. You said you're split. <laughs> you, you said you're split on demographic. You said you're split male female. So this will be an interesting answer. <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully you can cut out my long my long pause <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah certainly <laughs> or i'll just leave it just let just let everyone get to their edge of their seats this is when people fall asleep uh it could be an athlete it could be an actor or an actress it could be a uh someone who's very specifically famous in one category. Uh, I don't know if there are famous furniture makers that could be good for it, or uh, I'm trying to think of who I, who I could envision for this. I mean, there, there is a very famous Floyd, you know, I'm not sure you want him being the face I don't of think your, Floyd your Mayweather business. Is. <laughs> yes. He's... No, definitely not Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
man, that is a, that's a tricky question. What, was there, was there I, someone who, it, it, obviously you're going to hesitate and you're going to think things through, but was there someone who came to your head right away where you're like, that'd be pretty cool? No, it's Monday afternoon. Nothing came to my okay. head. <laughs> but I, I'm, give me a sec. Okay. I, I, don't, I will cut out the gaps. <laughs> I'm trying to think of people who are who use the couch as part of their, in a functional way. Ah, uh, so, you know so, what I, I, something that did come to, does come to mind. Okay. Man, this, this would have been a way better question for Alex. Um, but it would be great to have, uh, have a Floyd sofa on, 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 on maybe like Jimmy Fallon, you know, just have it, have it there for the host. Great idea. Come in. Yeah. And, and just, I think it would be, a, you know, it's one, it's comfortable, but I, it holds your posture yeah. and uh, isn't, isn't too loungy. I think it would be an ideal, ideal sofa for a, a talk show. Okay. Gr- great answer. Thoughtful answer. Uh, I appreciate that. And if you, what would you be doing if you, if you weren't working on Floyd? Oh man. So I studied architecture and I, uh, I think, you know, I have this like, you know, pretty deep passion for, for the built environment. And I think furniture is obviously part of the built environment. I think I'd be working on, on probably not specifically architecture anymore because the, the, the practice of architecture is kind of, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a tough, I think it's a tough industry that, um, kind of got quickly disenfranchised with. And that's why I quit my job after going to school for six years for it. But um, I, I think I would be doing something in the built environment, probably entrepreneurial as well. But um, but I, I am really fascinated with with cities, um, buildings, and, and how people get around in them. So uh, I'll leave it there. And what is something on your bucket list? Bucket list. All right. Personal is more fun, but professional counts also. You know, I, this is never going to happen, but I, I met Yvonne Chouinard once and he was talking about uh, this really amazing fishing trip he just went on and, and, and man, I, I forget where he was, but uh, I would love to go fly fishing with Yvonne Chouinard. Deep cut, but I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's probably not going to be checked. I, I bet you can find, I, maybe you can find a way. I don't know how broad-reaching this podcast is, but if he's listening. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Yvonne, Yvonne, come on, just give me a call. Um, <laughs> that's a great one. And what I like about that is it's just, it's just, it's something you've thought about before, and it's something that you're clearly you would be very excited about, and that's what bucket lists yeah. are for. So yeah. now, now it's in the ether. If you ever, if someone out there can help with this, do it. Just, yes. All right. Yeah. This is a call to action. Yes, this is a call to action. Hell yeah. Well, um, I appreciate the the interview so much. Thank you for com- for coming on the show, Kyle, and um, and best of luck. Yes. Thank you. It's great to talk. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. If you just can't get enough of the pod, please go to makingthebrand.co. Sign up for our monthly newsletter. We will not spam your inbox. We will make sure that all of the newsletters are awesome. It only goes out once a month. Uh, Consumer insights, exclusive content. 
everything you want but don't get from the pod. Um, I really appreciate it. So if you're interested, please makingthebrand.co, add your email address. Uh, It really means a lot to me. So uh, I appreciate it. And as always, I appreciate you listening. Love you all.